When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's Monday. Phone lines are open to 105995555. It's Juneteenth. It's Juneteenth, which is, which is actually pretty cool. Very cool. You read about it. Uh, you know, Texas is the birthplace of this holiday because in 1865 in Galveston, uh, the new Union governor, I guess you'd call him, kind of rolled in uh, uh, on the on the shore there on the coast and uh, uh, posted a sign: "All slaves are free." And that's what we celebrate today. And a lot of people are off work. I'm I'm at work, which is cool. It's cool because I'm. I'm white and I'm guilty, and I should be at work today. Um, I'm just kidding. So you know, it, it, it's a good thing to celebrate. I, I, you know, we may talk a little bit more about Juneteenth later on, you know, and how you feel about it. I think it's great. It's good. If you're going to have a holiday, it's a good holiday to have. Uh, also, I'm quite proud that this holiday generates or is born out of a commemoration for an event that happened in Texas. Uh, but at the very front end of the of the show here, let's get all the gay stuff out. Can we get all that? Don Morgan, I want to get all the gay stuff out here in the in the front end of the show here because we got a lot of gay stuff that we got to talk about and and some tranny stuff. And before I get to the gay stuff, because it involves a personal experience from this weekend, it was a very cool weekend. Hope you had a had a cool weekend. Um, and uh, I, you know, I I don't want to talk about baseball and some of the gay stuff that was going on there. But to preface this stuff here, you know, you, you know me. I'm a middle of the road guy, right? I, I'm 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 more of a libertarian, probably. If I thought about it very much, which which I don't, you know, m- most of my political opinions are based in the in in the idea that I want the government out of my life, man. Just stay away from me. Just let me live my experience, and and I want the government out of my life as much as possible. And I want to be free as much as possible. And as such. Uh, and and also based upon a lot of folks I've known over the years, you know, I, I'm one of those moderate guys that has always been fairly pro-gay as far as anti-discrimination stuff. I I, I supported gay supported gay marriage. I still do. Uh, basic stuff, basic you know, equality stuff. I've always supported for the gay community. So throughout the course of my, and I tell you what, I've I've gone on the air uh, throughout my career in talk radio, talking about my support for gay marriage and talking about my support for the gay community when it comes to reasonable, uh, a reasonable sense of equality for everyone. And when you're doing that on a conservative talk station, you know that's not exactly something that might endure you to your. Endear you, endear you to your own audience. It's kind of a contrary opinion for the most part, but that's who I am. So you could say that throughout the course of my adult life, I've been an ally to the gay and lesbian community. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't say all the freaking letters and the symbols. I just, I just don't. You know why? It's stupid. 
But that's who I've been. So, you know, in any other conversation, in any other moment in American history, you ran into a guy like me and asked me, how are you feeling about gay marriage? I'm like, I'm for it, man. It's cool. Yeah. I think they should be able to get married. I think they should be able to get a job. I think they should be able to, you know, rent an apartment or buy a house or get a loan. I think they should be able to vote and do all that stuff that us, the rest of us do. I, I'm for that. An ally of the gay and lesbian community, you know, predominantly throughout the course of my lifetime. And this weekend, we go into a Walgreens uh, because, once again, you remember a few weeks ago, my wife with the 12 packs of Dr. Pepper and... You, you buy three, you get one and a half free, and, you, you know, you, you know that the thing I talked about, man. So we had to, they're having that sale again, so we had to go back to Walgreens. <laughs> and we're walking through Walgreens, and, you know, I see a pride display. Uh, it's a little display at the front of, uh, uh, of an aisle, and it's got little stuffed unicorns you can buy. And like some freaking rainbow beads, you know, and and I don't know stickers with a rainbow that say "Loving Being Me," you know, or whatever that. It's it's a pride display, some pride merch, which is mostly by the looks of it Taiwanese crap that they just colored with rainbows and stuff. But if you wanted to show your pride or your support for pride, you can buy a little freaking stuffed unicorn at the Walgreens, you know, when you're buying, you're getting your prescriptions or your photo enlargements. Or your uh, 12 packs of Dr. Pepper, which may or may not be on sale. And you know what my reaction was to seeing the pride display at the Walgreens? I rolled my eyes. I rolled my eyes. I said, hey, look, pride display at Walgreens. My wife looked at it. You know what she did? She rolled her eyes. And that's as much as we thought about it. And then we got our crap and walked the hell out of there. The point is, point being, that the, the saturation of our culture right now with this extremist crap, and it is extremist crap, and most of it, again, is stupid, with the now inclusion of the trannies into all things gay, and it's Pride Month, and it's Pride this and Pride that, and you got... Nun queen trannies, you know, at Dodger Stadium, and and he got drag queens everywhere, and dudes with their junk out or hanging out in the girls' bathroom and beating up biological women, and it's just constant and unrelenting. That for an ally such as myself, over the course of my adult life, my only reaction to seeing a pride display at Walgreens is, oh God, I think most people are there. I think you're 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 at you know you're on the spectrum of intensity as far as how your whole you know mental eye roll may be manifest or maybe occurring right. Some people are so pissed off by this stuff, and they're pissed off by the sisters of perpetual annoyance, who can only be described as anti-Catholic. They're they're pissed off because you're offending my faith and my whole way of life, and so I'm going to go out and hang outside of Dodger Stadium and complain and protest. And maybe a lot of those people might have been allies, too, in a different setting, in a different time. You know, do whatever you want, live your life, but leave me alone. Uh, or you're like me, where, yeah, you've been supportive of the community your whole life, and you see a pride display maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe five years ago. I'd have looked at that pride display and gone, well, that's cool. <laughs> cool. It's good to be proud. You know, good. Good on you. 
Whereas now, my reaction is, oh, God. <laughs> and that is my reaction. Because it's, it's just, it's too much. And I'm looking at this other story. I, I mentioned on Friday, I was talking about this guy, this death row guy uh, who raped and killed, uh, raped and murdered a mother of two and a 14-year-old girl. And he raped them both, I believe, after they were dead. And this guy's been on death row since the 80s. And I was talking about his last meal on Friday. Dwayne Owen. Dwayne Owen was executed in the the state of Florida last week. And the ACLU posts a tweet, I believe, a social media post, about, uh, you know, the state of Florida never provided Dwayne Owen with the medically necessary gender-affirming care that he so needed. This is the actual uh, post. The state of Florida never provided medically necessary gender-affirming care to Dwayne Owen, causing her enormous suffering and violating her right to be free from cruel and unusual punishment for the more than 30 years she was in state custody. Dwayne Owen, near the end of his life, had started petitioning uh, uh, for uh, a, a transfer to an all-female prison because he felt that he'd been trapped. He's, he was a woman trapped inside his rapist dude body, you know, for all his life. And he wanted to die as his true self. And so the ACLU t- took his side in this. Do you see my point? That's disgusting. There, there's nothing positive or reasonable in any way, shape, or form about what the ACLU is saying about this guy. And the the impact and the effect on people who, like me, are moderates and would normally be very supportive of that community in many ways. You're just, God, you're sending everybody in the opposite direction. And increasingly, I believe it's intentional, it's provocative. It's supposed to be that. There's no other explanation for for this extremist tranny pride crap that's going on right now. In any event, here's what Walgreens got for me when I saw their pride display. And not because I hate gay people. Just because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the bull crap, man. And I just rolled my eyes. And by the way, I did not spend the nine ninety nine on a freaking unicorn. A, a rainbow unicorn. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Those are my opening thoughts. What do you think? It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Ah, this show is so gay today. It's so gay. I haven't even talked about baseball yet. Baseball got gay over the weekend, too. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Here's James. James, how are you? Oh, blessed this morning. I haven't talked to you in a couple of years, Sean. It's been a while. But nice to talk I to you, man. I try to, try to get you today. You know, is this open? Open talk? Sure. What do you okay. got? The the gay deal and the LBGQ. I'm, I'm so sick of all of this. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's your lifestyle, fine. Why do you have to push it everywhere? You know, I'm retired military, and my XO was a lesbian. But that's the best XO I've ever had. But she didn't push this. She went about her business, kept it to herself, and did whatever. But I'm so sick of everything you do, that's a rainbow. 
Hell, we need a real rainbow to get some rain. <laughs> <laughs> a real rainbow but, uh, would be would be a blessing right now, right? Well, you know, I, that, that's what that's what I was trying to say with my opening comments. It's like, well, you, you, it's so intense right now that people who normally would be very supportive of you, you're you're sending them in the opposite direction, uh, and you're turning people off. You said it. I mean, it's just it's like forcing it on you. Right. I mean, it's it's here. We're dealing with it. No problem. But it's like you know, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna just put it out there, let you know what I am. Hey, I I'm heterosexual, but I don't go around telling everybody. That's my business. You know. We need to have a straight Pride Day. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know what we the rainbow's taken. So, what would we get? What would we use? Get a couple of Hooters floats and get some Hooters girls on floats. You know, for the ladies, you could get some of those. You know, uh, Chippendale guys. You know, and yeah, we just say, celebrate our straightness. <laughs> that'll work. All right. And could I say one more thing, and sure. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, <laughs> I used to be a federal firearms license dealer, and. uh Guns. Okay, all these shootings, and all you hear is the gun this, the gun that. These people never address the person that picks that gun up. In other words, the gun is not going to that person saying, let's go shoot somebody. Right. You picking the gun. The person's picking the gun up to do that. So right. let's address what's causing people to get so angry over nothing. Let's start trying to address the real problem. Well, that you you've already injected uh, you know, more reason and logic than uh, <laughs> than gets used. James, thank you so much for your service and thanks for calling us back, man. Keep in touch. All righty. All right, man. Uh 210-599-5555. Yeah, have, let's have a straight white pride day. What do you think? Don, you know, I <laughs> You want to participate, James? Well, yeah. We might as well put Don on the flag. He's proof enough about the straightness of him. You know, he, just... There's no doubt about his straightness. Nope, nope, Some people question it with me on occasion, and I get it. I used to be in the theater. But, you know, with Don, you know, nobody questions that. You could be the Grand Marshal of the straight white day, uh, white pride day. Oh, I can what do you think? Isn't that something you would look forward to? Wait. Yeah. Well, what would a straight pride? What would a straight pride parade look like? You know, seriously, would you? Would Hooters get a sponsorship? You'd have to have Hooters and Twin Peaks. I was Peaks. thinking that, or maybe some alimony lawyers. Some alimony. Mm. Yeah, you could have a law firm that right. does that does divorce that specializes yeah, in divorce stuff like that. Sure. Straight white pride, man. Yeah. And if you even attempted to do that, if you even announced you were going to do that, oh, the idiots and the morons and the liberals would go insane, man. Yeah, they would. You gotta wear your pointy little huds, but you know it's a same. Why can't I be proud of being straight? I'm not saying that you know my straightness has always been exemplary. I'm just saying. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I mean I had my ups and downs. I, you know, now I'm middle aged and <laughs> your ups and downs, a lot of ins and outs. Yeah, so. you know right. things start slowing down. You know, I'm just saying why? Why can't I? Should I not be proud of my straightness? Is that is it? What's wrong with that? You know, I hey, I'm straight. You guys need us to procreate. That could be our little slogan. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm straight. Two, you, two, need four, six, eight, you need us to procreate. You need us to procreate. Two four six eight. You need us to procreate. You know, we heard the saying. I'll have a float uh, with all of my kids saying, "Look what I've done." I'm gonna start a you softball. You need to catch up. I'm gonna start a softball team team called the Breeders. You know, and then we'll have a we'll have a, we'll have a float with the, for the Breeders softball team. You know, we had that saying back in the day, we're here, we're queer, deal with it, right? That was their chant. And we yeah. said, we said, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
hey, I'm straight. You need us to procreate. You know, I mean, gay people do sort of need us. I mean, they kind of need us to, to, you know, be fruitful. Hey, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> 20 years you later. You already have. 20 years later, they're still yelling at us. And I'm like, we already accepted you. We already accepted here. you, man. We already accepted you. You're accepted. You can get married. Holy crap. Sit down. Settle down. Straight pride, straight pride, straight pride. I'm going to go splash some aqua velva and some Dracar on my hairy chest, and then I'll be right back. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Talking about kicking around the idea of having a straight pride parade. What that would look like. You'd have to have at least one float that had like chicks and bikinis on trampolines. You know what I mean? Like one float. You know what I mean? If we're tr- if we're working from the model of the pride parades of San Francisco and you want it to be a little risque, a little, you know. Have a little straight fun. You know, put some girls in bikinis on trampolines. You know, these are straight people. You could have some line dancers. You know, I, you know I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking outside the box here. What would a straight pride parade look like? Here's David. Here's David. Hello? Hey, David, what's going on? Oh, not much. Speaking of flaming, did you watch that flaming hot or whatever Stupid movie? I did not watch Flamin' Hot. Oh, man, I wanted to hear your review. Well, uh, as a Mexican, I found it hilarious. You watched funny. it, and you're a Mexican. And, yes. I mean, my, my grandma's uh, backyard hit the Rio Grande River. That kind of Mexican. <laughs> and I found it so, no, literally. Uh, but I found it so hilariously like condescending to how the Mexican culture is. Wow. That I was laughing my butt off. It was like... But uh, you said I condescending. Was that, that was that funny to you? Or, I mean, what, you, you, well, it was, yeah, it was over I mean, the top, it, you mean? Over the top. Like, if a white man wrote a movie about Mexicans, that's what this movie would be. If a white man wrote a movie about Mexicans, it would be flaming hot. Whoa. Yes. James, that's, that's kind of how you reacted. Yeah, that's kind of the reaction James had last week when he told us about yep, it. Yep, David, you're right, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's all. I mean, since we're talking about flamers and flaming, or <laughs> I, mean, I get them all. We're talking about flamers. <laughs> all right, have a great morning. Thank you, David. I appreciate the call, man. <laughs> Adios. Well, you know, I, I seeing some of the promo shots for Flaming Hot, you know, I don't know what the real dude looks like, but, you know, the guy's got the big mustache, you know what I mean, and he's got the right. mullet going there, and he's got the sleeves rolled up, you know, he's it, there's a little... Remember, like, I, I talk often, I like my shows, my Western shows on memory television on Saturdays. Well, if I, it, it, those sh- shows are pretty Caucasian, you know, and if you had, a uh, like, a Mexican bandito on an episode, it was probably John Saxon. Mm-hmm. And he was, pro- you know, white-ass John Sang, And he's probably, the-, the reason you know he's a Mexican, he's got this big stupid black mustache on, glued on. Yeah. And this guy, the guy in the posters kind of looks like that guy. Well. He's just got a big, is that what he really looks like? No, but there's two writers who wrote Flamin' Hot. 
and one of them's a white man. Are you serious? A Louis Colic. Louis, yeah, that's a that's a that's a Caucasian there. There's no Mexicans named Louis. Louis. We, we have Louis, you know, Luis, but hey, not Louis. Lu, not Louis. Well, the guy said it felt like a movie about Mexicans written by white people. And that's kind of what I'm hearing from people. That's what I heard from the guy from the L.A. Times. Or Variety. It was Variety wrote and said the same thing. And James last week said it was kind of like they were pandering to the audience. I mean, the guy almost sounded like he was impersonating Cheech a little bit. In the beginning of the movie, oh, no, it was yeah. like it was like when no. it was like when Rima does uh, imitations of his wife. <laughs> oh, come on, man! I can be a janitor, dude. Come on! It was it was very. Mister John, we have to watch Flaming Hot because I am a Mexican and I like Flaming Hot too. <laughs> it's so we're going to watch when you get home. We're going to stream Flaming Hot, and you know I'm like because that, that's I'm being stereotypical and cheesy. Right. When I do that. My wife doesn't talk like that. But I'm getting the feel of the whole damn movie is that. Like, the guy, was it, was it the Variety? I think it was Variety. The guy's, the guy's Hispanic who's writing the article. He's like, you know, there's, there's so many different musical avenues with our culture. There's so many different fo- people that you may or may not, may not even know that would have made up a much better, more accurate soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But the guy's like, it's mariachi music over and over again. Like all the stereotypically, you know. Lowrider by war. (laughs) (laughs) Lowrider by war. (laughs) You know, so I'm just getting the feeling like it's it's coming off a little cheesier than people thought, you know. Interesting crap, man. If if you've seen Flamin' Hot, because we do have a local connection to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of folks locally who are involved in this. We are eight, what eighty percent Hispanic in San Antonio, something like that. Uh, so, if you've seen Flamin' Hot, did you think it felt like a <laughs> movie about Mexicans written by honkies? I'd like to take your calls. Two one zero, written in the nineteen seventies. In the nineteen seventies, the Caucasian writers. <laughs> okay, so we have this janitor. Let's make him. Uh... What are those people called? Mexican. Let's make him Mexican, you know, because that'll be believable. Let's put a big stupid black mustache on him because then people will know he's Mexican-y. And uh, let's say he invents something that makes him, you know, you can just hear the, the right. CEO, the, yeah. the creative team working that one out. Can you can you pass the smoked oysters? Okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> we need more hummus over here. Now, okay, so we got a Mexican guy, a Mexican guy. Anyway, 21059. <laughs> I didn't even know they made flaming hot Cheetos. I do, what are these flaming hot? Is that like a gay thing? <laughs> are they gay Mexicans? <laughs> flaming hot sounds like a gay Mexican thing. No, 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 no. It's just snack food <laughs> for gay me, Mexicans. Metal, metal, Mister Richard Montañez. I'm the no. guy who helped bring the world the most popular snack it's ever seen. Are you ready? No. I've been ready. No, no. Come on. Pacino had a more authentic accent than Scarface, Sounds a little cheech, doesn't it? That sounds a little cheeched up there, man. I I was waiting for the guy to go, you can keep a nugget, but you can't come in. (laughs) Hey, man, he discovered Flaming Hot. Just don't look at the strawberry on his neck, man. No one's looking at his neck, man. Welcome to Flaming Hot 2. All right. Yeah, I doubt there'll be a sequel. You don't think there'll be a sequel? Still flaming? (laughs) Flaming hotter. (laughs)
<laughs> How a gay trans Mexican man came up with a snack food. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Flame, like flaming high cholesterol is what it's called. <laughs> flaming high irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> flaming hot irritable bowel syndrome. There you go. For all you middle aged folks out there. Sean's always watching out for you. Yeah. 210-599-5555. We'll be right back. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. It's power. We get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're talking about Flamin' Hot, the movie, which I haven't seen yet. James saw it. We've had a couple of people call up who saw it. And what we're hearing, and this was the initial review that I saw, I think, from Variety last it was week. LA Times. Oh, LA Times. LA Times. Same thing. Um, <laughs> like they're discernibly, discernibly different. Well, but Hispanic guy wrote the review and kind of said what James is saying and what other people have said who have seen it that it feels like a movie about Mexicans written by white people. It's not me, it's people who have seen the movie. Uh, here's Stan. Stan, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I'm not uh, talking about the flaming hot. I I was just had a, a question. I need your help on maybe. Sure. I'm an old guy, and I was going to form a a gray pride parade. Gray pride. <laughs> and I was wondering if I could use your platform to let people know about it. Gray pride. We're here, we're old, we're tired, get off our lawn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, on, man. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> Gray pride. Well, it's a joke meme that's going around. You know if somebody did it for real, they'd be, you know, labeled as haters and awful old people. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. What's that? Baseball. Oh, baseball. Yeah, we got some gay stuff in baseball. Sean's so gay, man. Well, you know, a couple things. Uh, First off, the Sisters of Perpetual Annoyance, the Sisters of Perpetual B.O., actually, the Sisters of Perpetual uh, Indulgence, an anti yeah, I'm going to label them for what they are, an anti-Catholic, you know, drag queen group. Because... When you're dressing like freaking nuns and priests, you're you're being anti-Catholic. And you know you are, and that's what it's all about. Okay? Again, a lot of people who may or may, you know, have be fairly benign when it comes to drag queenness in general, you start dressing up like priests and nuns, and you're, you're going to have a reaction. And you brought it on. You're doing it. You're, this is what you want. You want to, you want, you know, you want, rea- people like this want reactions. Which is why it's so beautiful that when they showed up to Dodgers Stadium, you remember the the L.A. team, they, they'd invited them for Pride Night, then they disinvited them after they got some bad mail, then they felt bad about that, so they re-invited them. It's been embarrassing for the Dodgers. As a franchise, I think it's been embarrassing. And so they're, they're up against their arch rivals, whose name I can't remember all of a sudden. I'm not sure who the arch rivals of the Dodgers are. The Giants. The Giants. Okay, so they're facing off against the Giants, which normally that stadium would have been packed, like overfilled. 
Uh, and the only people that showed up were the thousands of folks outside the stadium who were standing up for Catholics, standing up for people of faith, and protesting the Sisters of, of Perpetual Indulgence. There was about 50 people inside, and at least two of them were booing. People are sick of this crap, man. They're just so sick of it. And again, you can trace it back to when uh, I think the obsession with the drag queens and people maybe could have rolled with the pronoun crap, but for two things. Okay. The female sports thing, dudes uh, not only performing and beating women in their own uh, sports, but also the dudes traipsing around, trotting around naked in uh, in locker rooms and bathrooms but also the obsession with kids the obsession with kids and drag shows and kids and trannies in general and the genital mutilation and all the happy crap that goes along with that you have just pushed people away and increasingly and I, I want to talk about this a little little bit more later on and maybe later this week like this ACLU thing with this this guy that murdered and raped uh, a woman and, and a 14-year-old in Florida, and he wasn't allowed to transition before they stuck the needle in his vein. The ACLU was taking his side. Increasingly, I believe the, the, the all this stuff is meant to be provocative. They're trying to poke the bear. They're trying to provoke some kind of mass reaction because nothing else makes sense. Nothing else about this whole woke trip with the trannies makes any reasonable or logical sense unless you plug in the motivation to get a reaction from people to get some craziness in the streets. It's the only thing that that makes sense about it. And plus, if you look at the people who are being targeted by the U.S. government as domestic terrorists, they're who? There are people who are complaining about this. There are people who are protesting this. There are people who are going to school board meetings. It's like they're setting up the whole chessboard here. Because nothing else nothing else makes sense about any of this tranny crap at this point uh, other than it is a way to, to provoke people into craziness and then it can shut the whole thing down. I, I, honestly. And it's bizarre. It's sometimes silly. You know, to consider the reality that the the great litmus test, the the fork in the road, the big question you're going to be asked to see if you may or may not be allowed to function in society, whatever kind of society there is left, is how you feel about pronouns for trannies, how you feel about drag queen shows for kids, how you feel about how many freaking genders they are. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked. I couldn't see this one coming. I didn't know that that would be what it would be all about, <laughs> the the destruction of this country. And yet it is. Race, I could see. Economics, you know, yeah. And I'm talking about topics that you use to demonize people uh, in the in the construction of the new state. You know, there's always something. For Hitler, it was the Jews. It's crazy stuff, man. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Jennifer, if we can hang on. 
We'll talk to you in just a few minutes. I, you know, if you were watching anything over the weekend uh, as far as news, uh, as you know, I try to disconnect from the news over the weekends, but I did pick up on a couple of things. And one was the Biden-Fetterman appearance in, in Philadelphia. John Fetterman, U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania, and the president, the current president of the United, United States of America, and you watch those two guys on stage together in the same shot, and you're really, there's a window opening up there into the, uh, <laughs> into something intrinsic to the modern Democrat Party. Neither one of those guys is capable at this point of being in office, in my opinion. Neither one should be in office right now, in my opinion. They're they're just not they're not capable. <laughs> and if you if you had any doubts about that, uh, and they're in they're in Philadelphia and they're talking about I ninety five and the collapse and all that stuff and how they're going to rebuild I ninety five and blah blah blah. Biden, if you watch the bit the video, uh, Fetterman's talking, and we'll get to Fetterman's attire here in a second. But Fetterman's talking, and Biden is just kind of staring at him with this really lost and bizarre look on his face. I mean, it's the face of dementia, baby. He he's got it, in my opinion. He's got the look. Doesn't know what the hell's going on. And Fetterman, uh, you know, he's hosting the president of the United States of America, and Fetterman shows up. In his hoodie and his shorts and his sneakers, and it's bizarre is 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 not strong enough of a word. Okay, these are that's that's a U.S. senator and the president. Now, as far as Fetterman and the hoodie, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if it's if people think it's cute now and it's just his way or is something stylistic about him and people are just rolling with it. Or maybe, I know he was hospitalized, he claimed, for chronic depression. One thing I know about chronic depression is that you don't give a crap what you look what you look like. Oh, so the president's going, oh, let me throw on a hoodie. I don't want to go. There's some, that, that guy, they both have something tragic about them from an almost Greek perspective in that a guy like Joe Biden, he's wanted to be president his whole life. Life, his entire life, to a certain extent, has been focused on this moment to become the president of the United States of America. And there's something tragic about the fact, and again, in a Greek way, that he's just not capable. He can't. He can't even freaking enjoy it. He's so gone. He's being told what to do by people. He's not really the president. Fetterman's kind of the same thing. This guy's, you know, a political guy. You know, becoming a senator is a pretty big deal for a guy like that, and he gets there and look at him. They both have really high maintenance and unpleasant wives who just shove their asses out there. It, it, it is. It's sick and weird. Let's play some of the fascinating audio, James. Uh, let's start off with Fetterman, if we can. This is what he had to say in Philadelphia. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here, and he is here to commit to work with the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, oh. uh, kind of a uh, uh, law 
of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure Lord, that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the American. Now, I- even if you're a liberal, if you're a Democrat, okay, if you're being honest, you're going to sit there and tell me that guy should be in office. That guy's capable. He's capable of being a U.S. senator. And then uh, Biden, do we have some words of wisdom from Joe Biden? Made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it turns into a gun. Makes more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. Wow. (laughs) Well, I mean, do, do we need to say it? You know, the brace isn't, it doesn't affect the shooting of the caliber of the bullet of the round i thought he was there to talk about a highway that's yeah he was and 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 he's talking about gun bracelets i'm not sure what the senator was referring to but i'm hoping it was the word infrastructure that he was trying to yeah otherwise we could get fined no i i think uh we're all going to jail john's just not john's just not capable and joe's not capable you know i Again, with with Biden, I mean, if you've, you know, the dementia thing, it's it's so painfully obvious he's in some kind of decline. Mm-hmm. You know, the senator had that, you know, massive he stroke. He had a massive stroke. And their wives, and they, they just keep shoving him out there, and it's it's sick. Yeah, I don't like either, I don't like either dude. You know, they're both horrible human beings when they're, you know, healthy. But, you know, still, look at them. Listen to them. My God, man. You do have a level of compassion there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Biden is, you know, he's in obviously in some kind of decline. Fetterman's not capable. It's not his fault. He had a stroke. Nobody's saying they're, I am saying they're bad people in their healthy state because they both are. But, you know, who are the people that are surrounding these dudes and shoving them out there? James, you did a really interesting mashup, did you? Because they both sound like they're drunk. We know it's, we know it's something physical, but they sound like they're both have been hitting the sauce. And so James came up with this. Go ahead. You know, you know who I am. The, the, the delegation <laughs> made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. How you like that? I'm, I'm Virginia Mail. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. No, 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 never mind. I, I remember now. I remember. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Phil, Phil uh, Burnside. Makes more. You can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. Uh, law. Of the inflation, 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 bill. You know, you know what? What the the brain is the most important. <laughs> Foster Brooks. That was my original goal in life: was to uh, turn it into an act, just being drunk all the time. I got. Well, I worked really. I worked really hard at it. Yeah, you I got a ride for a while. I got to credit Elaine for coming up with the Foster Brooks idea. The idea yeah. that was Elaine's idea. Well, she said it. Oh. They sound like Foster Brooks. They do. Think about that. You're playing the audio of all three of them interspliced there. Biden and Fetterman from Philadelphia. Foster Brooks, I'm assuming, from the 70s or some point. And one of the three guys is putting you on. (laughs) One of the three guys is sober as a church, you know, and is actually very cognizant of what he's doing. And that's the comedian. That's Foster Brooks. The other two guys are for reals. That's really how they talk, man. Fetterman, doesn't he look like that? Like he's chronically depressed? Ah, put on my damn hoodie. Well, you know, his wife's like getting him ready. You know, could you at least put on some slacks, John? Who cares? 
It's all pointless, you know, and the guy's just coming out in his, in his, in his exercise. That's what he wears. He probably wears that 24 hours a day, you know what I mean? Probably the same pair and the same hoodie because he's depressed. The man's had a stroke. He can barely talk, man. And they're just shoving him out there. Now, ah, whatever. He'll roll out in his underwear at some point. I don't care. At some point, John Fetterman, I'm not, and I'm not mocking him. I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the guy as I'm believing he's depressed. I'm believing the guy is probably depressed. A smidge, you know. I mean, it, it doesn't exude from him in any way, shape, or form. At some point, they're going to have Fetterman conferences, news conferences. It'll be like Brian Wilson in his bed. They'll just have to go to his room, you know, and they'll put up, set up the cameras. He'll be lying in his bed, you know, in a pair of pajama bottoms, you know, eating a sandwich while, while like, his wife is like, oh, he's fine. It's, it's just kind of sick and weird, isn't it? There's Mike. Mike, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing okay. Hey, when do you think Ozzy can run for senator? Why not? <laughs> hey, why don't you actually run hey, dead run people? You know what I mean? Let's run John Lennon. You know, come on. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the guy. You know, I mean, what's the point? I mean, they, and again, this is really, it's re- revealing about the Democrat mindset right now. That senatorial seat in Pennsylvania is all they cared about. And they ran a guy that could barely form a sentence. He is very obviously not capable of doing the gig, and it just doesn't matter. Same thing for Biden. Hey, gun bracelets. Not a joke, not a joke. The gun bracelets uh, decalibrizes uh, the bullet, man. Not a joke. Corn Pop had, you know, at a, at a gun bracelet. And and especially the doubleheader of Fetterman and, and Biden. And you've got to know. And here's the thing. Everybody knows it, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to whisper, like, be all Biden-esque and creepy. But, you know, everybody knows it. Watching that co- news conference, that, that joint appearance especially, you're telling me his own staff isn't sitting there going, and I don't care which one you're talking about, like, oh my God! They're just not. They're not able to do this. How are we going to pull this off? And that's that's America and the United States. That's the United States of America in the year twenty twenty three. Man, the Democrats. I, I swear to God, they would. They would run a dead person. Haven't they already done that? I think somewhere in Pennsylvania, actually, a few cycles ago, they actually ran a dead guy. I want. I want. I want to say they did. Because it, it just doesn't, it's a warm body, man. Just doesn't matter. And that was painfully obvious in Philadelphia. 210-599-5555. David, David, what are you thinking? Hello? Hey, man, what's going on? Yeah, right now, I think this is whenever the Republicans should stand up and scream about this guy dressing in the hoodie and the shorts. We've got a dress code here. He needs to respect the position, and they should be yelling at the top of their lungs that this guy needs to dress appropriately. I, I'm more concerned and, you know, about the fact that do you think he can do his job? Oh, no. no. He's not capable of doing his of fulfilling his elected responsibilities. There's no way he is. 
Oh, I agree with you, totally. And I agree with you, too, about the wives letting them yeah. go out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't. I don't understand. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. Right. I appreciate the call, man. Now, I show up to work like that every day, but, you know, it's, it's different. I'm on the radio. You know, you can't see me, at least for the moment. I'm still on the radio. We'll talk about artificial intelligence when we get back to 1-0-5-9-9-55-55. Very quickly, uh, it's Operation Interdependence brought to you by uh, Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. We do this every year. Now through July 4th, we're collecting all the stuff we need to send out to our troops deployed around the world. It's average, everyday stuff, stuff you and I don't think twice about, but means all the difference in the world to somebody who is overseas and missing Missing home decks of cards, you know, uh, snack foods, toothbrushes, stuff like that. In fact, if you want to look at a list of all the stuff we're looking for this year, go to the website, ktsa.com. All of the drop-off locations are listed there as well. Basically, all of our advertisers, all our sponsors are drop-off locations. And the information is there at ktsa.com. So put some stuff together, make a donation. This is going on through July 4th. Brought to you in part by the Institute for Functional Health, Southwest Metal Roofing Systems, Airtron, Window World, Specs, and River City Rock Tops. We'll be right back at Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, 1024, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Again, if you hate me or you're pissed off at me, you go to the head of the line, and we'll put you on as soon as we can. James informs me, Don. Don, what? why is Don dialing? He's dialing his phone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we've had a couple of people who were ticked off at me today, and they hung up before we could get to them. So if you hate my stinking guts, if you think I'm a hater, you know, meanie head. Why would anybody be mad at you? I have no idea. I'm such a congenial guy. Ah, don't be scared. I don't know. Why don't they like me? Huh? Maybe it's because I haven't seen the flaming hot yet. Got to see flaming. You know, they should have just gotten Pacino to play the guy. Right. You know, as, as uh, what is his name, uh, uh, James Montañez? Well, in the movie, they say Montañez. Montañez. Uh, I mean... Tomato, tomato, but I, I thought it would be Montañez, but it's Montañez. Let me tell you, man, I am Richard Montañez, and I have developed, listen, man, I have developed a snack food that's going to make me a million dollars, man, <laughs> flaming hot, burn your ass, hoo <laughs> Put that look makes you put that look on your face. Makes you, you eat put that. that look. Makes you look on that look on your face, man. I can tell by the look on your face when you eat the flaming hot. Don't ever flaming hot me, Tony. <laughs> Don't you way. ever flaming hot me, Tony. Instead, I, of uh, all this, instead of white powder under his nose, his fingers were all orange. <laughs> yeah, like orange powder <laughs> on the desk. <laughs> <sighs> You know what you should do? You should maybe Boy, Jimmy, yeah. you should maybe go get a job, okay? Why don't you go get a job at the factory and work on the Cheetos, okay? Instead of sitting around all day and eating Cheetos. 
Well, do your job, man. Uh, <laughs> do your job, man. Huh? <laughs> Two, one, zero, five, nine, nine. Fifty one, fifty one. Huh? <laughs> Here's Bob. <laughs> Bob, how you doing? <laughs> They'd be laughing too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, yeah. F. Murray Abraham was one of the bad guys in that movie. <laughs> Jewish, British F. Murray Abraham. Right. <laughs> Playing a. Yeah. Hey, have an idea. Playing What? Pride Parade. How straight Pride American? Parade? Yeah, straight. Uh, how about uh, American flags, pickup truck with gun racks on them? I'm not feeling safe anymore. You're making me feel very unsafe by mentioning American flags. All races, though. Everybody could join in on that one. There we go. I got to go. 210599. I'm ser- serious. Straight pride to get chicks on trampolines. You know, on a float going by. You could have like a square dancing troupe, you know, you for and, straight pride. You and women on trampolines. Hey, it's, it's the simple things in life that matter. It's like you always say, um, everybody needs a hobby. Everybody needs a hobby, okay? It has its ups and downs. <laughs> But there's nothing better than chicks and bikinis on trampolines right. to celebrate your straightness. Yeah, you don't you don't bounce from hobby to hobby. You stay with the same one. That's right. Yeah. Feels good enough for Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel back in the day. It's good enough for me. Back when Jimmy was funny. Before he started taking himself way too seriously. All right, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Happy stinking Monday. Mark V. Van Camp and Robbins coming up at uh, 11. So I'm perusing the news yesterday. Usually around Sunday afternoon, I start plugging back into the into the news cycle and catching up on what's been going on. I see this story on Fox Business. World's first AI DJ hits the airwaves in Oregon. Yeah, that's interesting. Couldn't see that coming. Kind of knew that was on the way at some point, right? Artificial intelligence on the radio. We Trey and I talk about that a lot. So I'm looking at the article. Oregon, huh? Somebody finally tried it. Okay. And so I I start looking a little deeper into the article. A radio station based in Portland, Oregon, has made history by debuting the world's first DJ powered by artificial intelligence. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> company I work for is based in Portland. <laughs> Let's look into the article here. Alpha Media's KPFF, <laughs> lo and behold, live 95.5 FM announced Tuesday the station would be broadcasting an AI synthetic version of its host, Ashley Elzinga, using some AI. Pro- and so, and the uh, the video is out there. It's kind of crummy audio to play on the air, but you can you can watch the video and yeah. listen to it. Right. And she could they have she's like a midday person at one of their music stations. Mm-hmm. And she comes out and says, right, initially it's her. She's saying, okay, we're going to do a little experiment here, basically. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm going right. to. We have uh, uh, AI Ashley who's going to take over for a few segments. And then the, the AI version of her comes on. Mm-hmm. 
and it does a prize, does a contest thing where he gives away some tickets to something to somebody Taylor, or whatever. Taylor Swift. It was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift concert, right. And uh, called the caller a Swifty, you know, and uh, most people are saying there was really, it's indiscernible. Mm-hmm. The difference, right? The idea being an alpha media, just a full disclosure. I mean, it's a news story; we could talk about it, but they uh, are saying that well, we we're not going to replace people with AI, <laughs> but it's going to be a, a something in your toolkit <laughs> that you can use. That's what that's their words, right. you know. That are we're going to encourage our personalities to use, and and I'm listening to it, and I could tell a difference, right? Well, same here because you listen for the imperfections. Yes, and there really weren't any. No, um, but so which leads you to believe, well, okay, there's more here than 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 what we know. Because um, when you listen back to it, you know, when we were talking about this earlier today, back, uh, you know, when Trey and, and all of us started doing this, you know, when you would take a phone call from oh, a yeah. listener, you would have to go back and edit the phone call because yeah. sometimes they would curse because if they sure. won a big prize, they would holy whatever. And so you have to edit that out, and you have to you know take a few minutes to get them pumped up about the prize they won. And this would take three to five minutes just to do that. Right. This was done in the matter of seconds. Instantaneously, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used this to crazy. edit on the fly is what you called yeah, it. You, and you, this you, was, you take a call during a commercial break, then you yeah. got to – made a lot easier once the digital editing, editing yeah, came along. And you could just kind of spin the right. thing there. And I used to do that. I used to be pretty good at that. Uh, but now, yeah, it's instantaneous, Mm -hmm. but what I heard was, I heard no emotion, right? There was no emotion. And I think a lot of that emotion does come, come via the imperfections and the stumbling and the emotive noises that people make, you know, it's just not there. Sometimes it's just a simple pause, Yeah, you know, to allow somebody space to breathe and, and, and yeah, when, when Ashley did the deal. It's when they say, because they say 95.5. Right. Well, the computer AI says five exactly the same. Mm. We typically don't do that. And Can that I, was when I first yeah. heard it, where I was like, oh, that sounds computer. Well, it do, yeah. to my ears, yeah, it sounds, you're right. There's no imperfections. They're very staticky type answers, very generic stuff. There's no real interplay. It's, it's kind of imitated bantor, you know, that, that doesn't really sound real. Mm-hmm. But it's very subtle. And you and I both, though, and Trey was saying this, that this crap evolves, it self-evolves, so yeah. it'll get to a point where you really won't be able to right. tell it the difference. It just regenerates the knowledge it has and improves itself yeah. over and over again. You know, like the rest <laughs> of us develop some pretty bad habits over the years. <laughs> you know, this doesn't. <laughs> this doesn't. It only gets better. Right. So I, I fully believe that it's going to be so seamless at some point that people mm-hmm. won't know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, uh, and the other side of it, because for me, it's like, well, that kind of is the death of radio. It's to me, radio is an organic medium for the most. I mean, there's a lot of it that's pre-recorded now yeah. and stuff like that. Right. But that's what I love about it is it's a very intimate format. Mm-hmm. Even when you're doing music radio, it's somebody sitting in front of a microphone running their mouth. Right. Uh, and so you take that away from it, then to me it's like, well, eh, okay. But, but there's going to be plenty of people who will consume that product and be fine with it. Mm-hmm. In the in the near future, you know, right. because the the audience of today, you know, they got an, the attention span that's barely there. You yeah. know, they barely listen right. to entire songs anymore at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to kill radio, but 
it, it's as far as me, it's like, well, if it went fully AI, I wouldn't give a crap about radio. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, to me, but that's me. I'm an older guy, and I've already done it for a number of years. But I, it, to me, I think something is lost that you may not recognize. Mm-hmm. And that I I believe that when there's not an actual human being behind something like a talk show or a radio show, right? Uh, kind of like when you start inventing actors to play in movies, and the movies themselves are written by AI programs, and we've already heard music online that is created by AI, and technically it's all beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yes. Absolutely. Just like radio, AI radio is going to be seamless. You won't really be able to tell that it's not an actual living, breathing human being. Mm -hmm. But I think there is something indiscernible that we all kind of miss when it's not there. Right. That you really can't even identify. Well, the the music radio has been flirting with this for as long as I've been. Oh, sure. I was telling Trey this morning that one of my first jobs, one of the stations in the building had... An automation system in there where you know it could tell you the time, right? And the temperature. It was just on this, you know, this sensor. But the temperature was outside, and it was like this, <laughs> this tape cartridge loop that just played every minute, you know. And then it, when it would come on the air, it would tell you the time. And I'm and I remember thinking, you know, we're going forty years ago at this point, thinking, well, this isn't, you know, I don't have a whole lot of time in this business. <laughs> I better make the best of it while I can. I didn't realize that it was going to be around for this long, but you know that form of radio i think is going to have to deal with that more than what we do yeah I, it's pretty i mean yeah a I don't, computer I don't can't have an opinion or 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 that type of thing i i think it would be really hard i i think you can do it obviously yeah. they'll do it at some point rogan's already done it on his show so yeah. i i think it'll po- it'll be it'll be possible to right. imitate talk radio but it's never yeah. it, it, it's gonna it, be something other than what it is right now if you're looking for just a conduit of information that's perfect. right but you know, people tune in because they want to hear how you feel about it's a living, or, breathing or conversation, right? Or Jack or what have you. So that'll be around for a while, but the rest of it's going to have to contend with this. Yeah, uh, much and I, sooner and, than, and than you. I'm loath to even say anything about it. I got in when I got in. I, I was fortunate. I feel lucky. I got in on sort of the tail end of the old school radio right. days, where yeah. locally owned stations and yeah. funky DJs and all that, and everything was manual. But one of the things I was told very early on, it was one of the wisest pieces of, of advice I ever got in radio was, hey, you need to, what do I need to do? You know, you keep learning. Keep yeah. learning. Because, right. you know, the ind- you're in a completely different industry every five years. And nothing that you did six years ago matters anymore. And, and that now time, it's been accelerated. Yeah, that time is not, it's not five years no. anymore. It's, it's like a, five minutes. Yeah, it's a weekend. <laughs> it's you a know? weekend. <laughs> Everything we knew last weekend yeah. has changed after this past weekend exactly so i'm like well it's gonna go there you know and then at that point if i gotta go be a walmart greeter i'll go i'll go be a walmart greeter right you know and that's just the way of things but uh it's not i'm not a fan of it and it's i'll be honest with you it's not something i ever want to do on the air but you know that's me yeah you know it's 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 interesting to listen to now but why don't you take the human element out of it? Then what's the point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the point? You know, exactly. You know, you listen to the radio because you want to hear someone speaking to you. Yes, you know? even music radio. You, you, you never you, felt alone when you had that live person on the air. I started listening to talk radio when I was a little kid for that reason, in right. that it was somebody out there talking to me. I wasn't alone. Right. And I think a lot more people, if they're being honest, that's one of the things they oh, enjoy yeah. about radio, mm-hmm. that you simply never get with TV or any other broadcast medium 
So you start faking that, and I think even though people might not be able to tell you in words what they're missing, they're just going to sense it's not there anymore. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that that's a good or bad thing for the industry. Um, 21059. <laughs> it's good Good for some. <laughs> I don't give a crap. I'll be calling bingo numbers in Holotus, and I'll be just fine. 210599. And the balls are mixed. It's time for the quickie round. All doppers down. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world. Just what you need to start your day. I listen every morning from the time I get up. I get up early, early in the morning. Get your day going. A little help from your friends. Can't beat it on the way to work. On 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? I'm trying. This is my show. Phone lines are open to 510-599-5555. Whatever's on your mind. Monday's only seven minutes long for me. And then Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin's coming up uh, next. Uh, 210-599-5555. And uh, let's see here. I, I, I did watch a lot of baseball over the weekend. The Rangers are kicking ass, man. They had to work a little harder against the Blue Jays. But they ultimately kicked their ass, and the Rangers are a lot of fun to watch this year. They had, God, they had like four home runs, three or four home runs yesterday in the game. And I didn't know this, and oh my God, some of you are just going to be hating, just going to be seething with hatred when I say this, but the Rangers, the the Texas Rangers are the only team in Major League Baseball that does not have a pride night. And they have not had a Pride Night since 2003. They had a Pride Night in 2003, which was not advertised. They didn't make a big deal out of it. Just, oh, tonight, it's Pride Night. And the backlash in 2003 was so bad from fans that the Texas Rangers took on a new philosophy. And their philosophy is, we're not going to do Pride Night because we're not going to single anybody out. Everybody's welcome to see a Rangers game. Everybody's welcome, so we're not going to... That was their idea, is that we're not going to single anybody out. They were honest. Well, we got a lot of crap for it, basically. I paraphrase. I don't think they said... I don't think they used the word crap. And so they just haven't had a Pride thing in, 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 uh, for the Rangers uh, since 2003. And you know what? There's no controversies. There's nobody protesting. There's no drag queens on the field. There's no, you know, there's no empty or, or you know, packed Bud Light shelves. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's not. They're just playing baseball, baby. But they're just playing baseball. The the goal you would think of of the whole movement would be to get to where the what the Rangers just said. Everybody's invited. Doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Or what that's you stand it. for. Right. You are welcome to come and watch a baseball exactly. game. Exactly. Now, that's the ultimate goal. It's baseball. So, and, and that's the way it should be. Yes. We should all be able to enjoy any sporting event, really. Yeah, you know. and uh, but so if, if that's the ultimate goal, why do you need all this other stuff? You don't. I, you know, that's the thing. And look, and you know, people, I, I can, I, speaking for myself, and I'm not, I'm not a huge sports head. Everybody knows that. I don't, you know, I watch baseball, and even that, I don't, I'm not a stats guy. I can't riff off stuff for, you know, but I enjoy baseball. I really enjoy watching it. And I watch it when I, when I'm, when I'm done watching the news, I watch it when I'm sick, you know, when I want a break mm-hmm. 
from from all the stuff going on in the world. And that's, uh, you know, it, movies and sports, I think, especially in America, are what people turn to to take a break from the stresses of the world and the, you know, what's going on. Uh, and yet, oddly, right now, all that stuff is making its way into the movies and into and into sports. Right. And I think it's turning people off. I, I don't, you know, we, we were talking about Flaming Hot. I can't sit through a whole movie anymore. I, I'm just I'm going through this phase where I just don't want to bother to watch a new, especially new movies, because most of them suck. There's that. You know, I mean, I I, I, I hate to sound like a, like a Debbie Donor, but I mean, most of the new movies I attempt to watch suck. They're just horrible movies. And I only make it through about halfway. And so now it's like we're, we're going through another forensic files stage, my wife and I. Right. Because she's seen all the damn Hallmark movies. So it's time to move on to something else. So now we're back, which is our fallback, watching true files. crime. We We spent the whole weekend watching the ID channel. Who the bleep did I marry? You know, they were focusing on that all weekend. Episode after episode of, who the bleep did I marry? You know, or somebody gets married to some really nice guy and he turns out to be, you know, no weirdo. Not so much. And Forensic Files, because Forensic Files is a perfect potato chip for the brain. It's only 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. I just worry that my wife is suddenly buying Mountain Dew, and I'm a little concerned about that because... (laughs) We saw a couple of episodes where <laughs> wives poisoned their other, their significant others with, uh, you know, antifreeze. Right. So if the Mountain Dew tastes a little tart, it's like suddenly she wants to go to Walgreens and take advantage of right. the three-for-one Mountain Dew sale. Yeah. Oh, and on the way, let's stop by O'Reilly's. <laughs> Mr. John, store. I just need some duct tape. It's for nothing. No, my muffler <laughs> is a little loose. Uh, yeah. Well, the antifreeze. you got to get some antifreeze in there. Antifreeze. Too. Yeah, that'll right. mix it with the Mountain Dew. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Because it looks similar. If the antifreeze tastes, you know, my wife's suddenly buying you know, Mountain Dew. At the, if, the, if the wife starts buying Mountain Dew at the CVS, something's up, man. Something's up, baby. <laughs> Don't drink the Mountain Dew. Okay. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. God save the queen, man.